This is Tony Held with a CBC EMP shorty on the Columbia and Boone County Emergency Medical Professionals Podcast. Even though I try desperately to make these podcasts about the evidence and about what's best for our patients, inevitably some of my personal techniques and tactics sneak through. Well, today's going to be all about tactics. So I said something one day kind of off the cuff um, that when I thought back on it, Made a lot of sense, I guess, some accidental philosophy, I suppose. So I was completing uh, a physical event and sprinted into the finish, and somebody commented, uh, and I said, hey, you know, I'm in EMS. You always got to leave something in the tank. You never know what's coming next. Now, I said it to be goofy and kind of douchey, but the more I thought about it, the more it really held weight. So let's think a little bit about elite athletes, and I'm not saying we're elite athletes, but I think we can steal something from their mindset. So they know exactly what they're getting into. Uh, They practice every facet of their performance. They know the exact point where they will break and be unable to perform. So every performance is about pushing themselves right to the breaking point and not an inch past. You know, it would be pretty embarrassing if Usain Bolt fell face first on the track about 10 feet from the finish line. Now, as much as I would like to pretend that we're elite in what we do and that we could really push ourselves right to that limit, the reality is that every patient encounter we have is a total unknown. Every challenge we face has a certain set of unknown variables. And if we push ourselves right to that operational limit every time, We will certainly be thrown curveballs that we can't handle, and we will fall flat on our faces 10 feet before the finish line. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're saying, but we work on being elite. So why do you say that we shouldn't pretend that we are? You know, we study aviation practices, fighter pilot mindsets, elite athlete mindsets, deliberate practice, cognitive offloading, stress inoculation. We push ourselves to the limit. Well, I think these skills we develop, these techniques we learn to handle and manage stress, they're not about pushing ourselves right to that limit. It's about moving the limit. We're creating systems and frameworks that allow our brain some freedom, that allow our bodies to be comfortable in that situation. This plays into what I'm talking about. Your system, your strategy, should always account for some tolerance. You need a little left in the tank for the unknown, for the element that can't be trained for, can't be simulated, and can't be compensated for. The buzzword out there is resilience. This is resilience, knowing that you've got an ounce more to give if you had to. When we talk about high-functioning teams, uh, special forces operators are pretty high on that list. Well, the biggest element that they want in their teams is resilience, that ability to get through anything because they're wired to keep giving just announce more. Okay, so I'll frame this into a couple of examples and it'll click. So a few years back, I had a non-STEMI patient out in the sticks. Old guy, lots of cardiac history, 12 lead abnormalities, but no idea if they were new or old, presenting with acute coronary syndrome. Unfortunately for all involved, we got about 10 inches of snow early that morning. So to get a stretcher from the rural highway down to the trailer and back, was certainly an exercise in endurance. Well, by the time we got back to the truck with him, I was torched. I didn't hold anything back getting him out of there, and so by the time we got ready for our 30-minute transport, I couldn't even lift my arms. 
I hadn't held anything back, and so I didn't have anything left to continue care. Okay, so a little more recently, uh, I was called for an ejection accident uh, involving a teenage girl, agonal breathing. Three other patients on scene with unknown conditions. My partner was a newer medic, and we immediately started game planning. I knew this was going to be a rough one, and we were going to need to offload as much decision-making as possible to keep our A-game going. We had about eight minutes to get there, and we had a plan for traumatic arrest plus three reds, uh, one red plus three trapped, what our best access was, uh, best destinations, crew management if we needed to split up, and what we needed to do to remain safe in the rain uh, while we were operating next to the highway. On arrival, we had one red that was screaming and three greens. Well, shit, that was a cakewalk compared to what we had planned for. Now, initial presentation of our red was closed injury type combativeness, maybe some brain tissue from the nose, a mid-shaft femur fracture, a nearly complete calf avulsion, no radial pulse. I mean, kind of gnarly. Had we not primed ourselves, we may have been maxed right out of the gate. She was extricated to the truck pretty rapidly by fire. We made the decision to sedate her uh, very quickly, and once we got some physical control, uh, my partner immediately identified her tension pneumo, decompressed her, got that radio pulse back, returned her to a more normal physiologic state, and honestly, she became a pretty easy transport. All that mental priming, game planning, and development of a shared mental model, not only did it exponentially enhance our performance, but it gave us the resilience to look at that patient and say, oh man, this isn't that bad at all. Always leave some in the tank. You may need it. All right, so that was a CBC EMP shorty. This was Tony Held for the Columbia and Boone County Emergency Medical Professionals podcast. Catch you guys later.